live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, we got a special guest after just having sold ourselves to the devil for this guest here, folks. <laughs> uh, we got Aaron Dante of the No Picks After Dark podcast. What's up? How are you? <laughs> hey, how's it going? I'm just chilling, chilling, taking the vibe in. I'm Is glad that... we could finally make this happen. Seriously, man. It's, it's been, been in the, the making for a minute. A long time. Definitely a long time. Is that your real name, Aaron Dante? Or is that the, uh, Mike, what do they call it for radio? I know for music, they go stage name. Stage name. We'll go with that. Stage we'll name. We'll go with stage name. That's good, dude. We'll go with that. That's good. So I, uh, obviously, you you guys set this up. Right, you know? right, right. And uh, I did some research. He, he, Eric texted me. He was like, Oh, we got the No Picks After Dark guy coming on. I was like, that sounds familiar, but I wasn't completely uh, caught up with it yet. And I looked you up, and you are, according to the best of my research, the three-peat Baltimore Sun's best podcast in Baltimore. That's what they say. That's well, what they say. That's what the people, that's what the, the readers tell me. The, reader, the readers are the one who votes, so that's, that's who voted, so... So 2019, how, how, do you, how does that happen? Do you get, like, a, a letter in the mail? Like a golden <laughs> ticket? <laughs> no, it's, it's really weird how it's all happened on a weird, weird way. So in 2020, like, I just was like, hey, tell a coworker, I should, you should write me in as a candidate. As a, and they're like, whatever, we'll write it in as a joke. Mm -hmm. It was a running joke. And then all of a sudden, like, it caught on fire. But then it was right before the pandemic happened. And so people were like, oh, we got nothing else to do. So we like your show. It's been on for a year. Let's vote for it. So you had had the podcast for a year at that point. Yeah, had a year. I started in 2019, and uh, it was uh, trial by error. Okay. And was that your first kind of endeavor in the podcast realm? Did you have other iterations of a podcast prior or no, broadcast I, at all? No, you know, I went to school at Syracuse, so a lot of my new house friends so I like, you know, you would be on their shows and stuff like that in college mm -hmm. and, you know, doing their, like movies and stuff like that. So, but as far as in depth doing my own thing, no, nah, I never thought I'd be doing something like this. Really? Nah, nah. Well, what is your uh, trade, as they call it? What do you do by trade? I do a lot of things. I okay. do some real estate here and there. Oh, shit. Um, you know, I Maybe do. You get us a new studio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I do real estate. You know, I've done like a lot of different things. I worked for a famous uh Fortune 500 company, I won't name. Okay. They don't pay the bills no more. Facebook. Yeah. Google. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then I worked for another company for a bank, making industry, and then I got into the real estate industry uh, with the red line, purple line that was happening. It's supposed to happen in downtown Baltimore. Yeah. It never happened. The, the red line and purple line, was that the initial write-ups for, like, an actual... I don't know if it was supposed to be a subway, but just some type of, like, public transit. Yeah, it was going to go from uh, Woodlawn, if you know Baltimore area pretty mm -hmm. well, Willow on the John Hopkins Bayview. Okay. And I, it was a dope it was a dope concept. It just cost too much. Yeah. Like, we did some things. I I think looking back at it, if they would have been above ground and did it some stuff of it like that and then went back underground, it would make a little bit more sense, but the cost was They were trying to do it underground the whole way. Uh yeah, pretty much. Uh That's it was a lot. It, it wasn't go all the way underground from Windsor's or I can't think we're over by security going it was above ground security mall. And then it was going to go by the highway of nowhere mm -hmm. yeah. and go under. And it was going to go all the way under and then come back up in Canton. Mm. That's awesome. And that way you could have dropped, you know, dropped everybody off on the way. 
I thought it was a cool concept because yeah, you could go to the sure. Orioles game, you know, and just have fun and hop the train back, you yeah. know, instead of hopefully Uber. See, up. us from uh, the Towson area, we enjoy what I like to call North Side Privilege, okay. which is uh, we have the light rail. So we can go down there to Orioles games. That's how we always got on, you know, got to all of our games and stuff right. like that. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the only reason that is used. I know people use the light rail for other things. I personally have never used a light rail for anything other than going to a Ravens game yeah. or an Orioles game. We do have a subway, though. We do. Know, that runs in the same area, right? It's like... It goes from uh, Owens Mills all the way to Hopkins. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't like that one. They were like, we need another one. Yeah, they wanted like to connect it. it, so but never... It's just mm. sad. But then, you know, that, that's, that was that, you know, so... Look, there's that? nothing I enjoy talking about more than fucking failed public transportation product <laughs> projects in the Baltimore area. Because I, I love the concept of it. I was telling Eric last time uh, we were doing the podcast here, maybe two podcasts ago, I just got back from New York City. Oh, wow. And I was unreasonably fascinated, like toddler level with the train fascinated with the train, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> and it was like, I just loved how it just made sense. And I loved... I think I also, I've always had a kind of had this weird fantasy of like going into the sewers as well. So I think there was like, <laughs> I think there was like the underground thing got me yeah, too. The TMNT. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, was I think I think that's Yeah. Something TMT also. Yeah. Like. I, when I think of the sewers, I think of the penguin from the old Batmans, Ooh, you know. Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once, once the underground, it, once I, I stopped listening the second somebody talks about a public transportation system in Baltimore that doesn't involve going underground. It's not fun for me. Gotcha. I need the undergroundness. <laughs> and they talk about like buses. We already have the bus lines, right? You know, yeah, we, we could just go back to the streetcars. Like, we have the streetcars. I, I, like, I like those. Streetcar. I like. I like streetcars. Dude, I like streetcars. Um, I was walking around with my girlfriend in like the Otterbean area, Otterbine, Otterbean, depending on how pretentious you are. <laughs> um, and uh, those things literally just ran on like these. It was a giant wheel with a cable. And they would be posted like different sections of the city, and it would just pull it along like a giant yeah, cable. I like those. We did away with them. San Francisco, San Francisco still has it. They still mm-hmm. use streetcars like that. They have trolleys. Jeez Louise. Yeah, but I mean, it's still. And actually, New Orleans does too because you can't build any. They have streetcars too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, there's always options. <laughs> it's always options. I feel like we watched a video about this one time. After a podcast, didn't yeah. the streetcars get? They got done in by Big Tire. Big Tire kind of did. Uh, once we realized the concept of the tire, you know, yeah. people always talk about the invention of the wheel. It's the tire. But I think the more influential invention was the invention <laughs> yeah, of the. They tire. didn't make wow. any money. <laughs> the tire guys. <laughs> uh, tire rich. guys. Made yeah, dude. Money. The wheel money. was nothing without the tire. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been running your podcast. Uh, let's see. Let's see how good my math is these days. You won Best Podcast of Baltimore in 2020. Right. And yet at that point, you had been already been doing it for a year. Right. So that pegs you at a 2019 starting point. Right. Now, did you already have access to the studio before you started doing it, or did you start recording in like, your room or something? Yeah, you know how it is. You, know, yeah. you, just, you, get it, you go in your basement, you just chill, and you're like, all right, let me just... I mean, I had, I don't know, I don't even know what system I had, but I bought like a system from uh, Guitar Center and was like, all right, give me four XLR jacks and a volume button, let's go, you know? And you went, you went straight for the four, did you buy these SM, uh, SM7Bs right off the no, bat? No, 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 can I tell you my first, my first mics were like from Amazon. 
Oh, geez, that's still yeah. better than our first. It our was first straight. mics were drum mics. Drum mics. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. No, we were straight. I straight up was like, let me order four mics off of Amazon mm-hmm. and just rock with that for now. That works. It oh, it works, does. Yeah. It does, man. Mm-hmm. It does. And also, why go all the way in? Like, if you're just starting out, what if you don't even like doing it? Right. Why spend that money? Yeah. That's kind of what Amazon makes their products for, too, because they only last about three months. And that's about the amount of time that you need to decide if you actually give a shit about what you're doing. Well, a lot of people quit podcasts within six months, don't they? Though? A lot of them quit. Or that sounds like an official CDC stat. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people do quit. They're like not around after six months. They're like gone. Yeah. Because like they want to be like Joe Rogan. They want to be millionaires after like six months and. They realize it's a long grind. Yeah, I've I found that if you if you give up on the idea of success, then it's really easy to not quit a podcast because mm. then it's like I'm I talk anyway, and so yeah. like you know what if I just put an SM7B in front of me? Boy, you know that's fancy. That's fancy. <laughs> you know? I like I like, I love you guys, Mike. So I'm sitting here like, damn, I have one that I only use for myself. I thought Ooh, I saw that's dirty. The, I thought I saw. Oh yes, yeah. so but we used to do that too. So we used I, to have I, have, mics. I have three MV MV seven shore mics that are strictly podcast mics. Mm-hmm. So that's it's still just as good. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I used this SM seven B for me. Well, you got to have the best voice in the podcast, dude. You can't have somebody listening to your podcast and then them being like, "Yo, but that other guy had a great. He sounded great." Well, yeah, true he should story. Be the host. <laughs> true story. You guys are. You guys hit on something. So there was this guy, I was on his show, and I sounded better than him. He was so damn pissed. He went out, bought the SM7B, and the cloud lifted the next night. Wow. And I'm assuming this, of course, was the guy who was the runner-up best podcast in Baltimore. Nah, nah. I don't even know who they, who they are, actually. I don't even, oh, really? I don't <laughs> I just did their podcast. I, I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even... You know, it's weird. I don't, I've only done... You guys counting you guys 11 interviews. Really? I don't do too many interviews. Well, us either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, like you like to talk what you like to talk about, mm-hmm. and then it's always that weird "aha, got your ass" moment. You're like, "All right, this is why I don't do them." You know? Yeah, we've been working towards getting you. Obviously, as you can probably tell, <laughs> it's all good. This it's is all, all a big setup here. It's all good. I'm waiting for that. Dun, dun, how, dun. Many, how many of the eleven podcasts were trying to like get you? So one tried to get me and was kind of fucked up how it went down Jeez. and it got played and it's kind of funny because like mm, i'm still bitter to this day that it went down that way so it was like you know how we were just talking before and talking before the show came on just shooting whatever mm-hmm. and i said something about i was talking about my kids like i was i don't know what we were to but i rarely talk about my kids online mm-hmm. and what happened was I was saying something and I said something else, but he kept that record on the recording. Hmm. And I was kind of like, and when the recording came out, I was like, the fuck? Like, I thought he didn't say, hey, we're, we're live, we're rolling. You know, it was like, this is it. And I'm like, and it came out live and it wasn't anything bad or derogatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, bro, like, you can't do that. Like, you got to mm-hmm. like, like, I'm talking about my kids. Yeah. I'm giving out government names. Like, they don't, you know, people don't need to know yeah, that shit. Yeah, doesn't know? need to go on the radio you know? or and whatever. That, and, and, and it's to this day, like, if I see him in the streets, I'll be like, I will tell him, like, bro, like, that was wrong. And I told him that over at social media. He's like, yo, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's just not etiquette, you know what I mean? Yeah. Guys, you've heard it here first. Aaron Dante has kids. <laughs> Live from kids. the studio. I do have kids. Gotcha. Podcast exclusive. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I think that, um, okay, so we're talking about starting out and stuff like that. A lot of times, because uh, we, when we first started with our, I think we started back in the spring of 2016. We had a couple episodes that are legitimately lost episodes, like episodes that we recorded that... Uh, this is strange. I don't know if you remember this, but no. I didn't know this was possible in uh, the realm of technology. But you remember back in the old days when you could tape over an episode? Right, right, right. Or, or like tape over a tape? Mm -hmm. We somehow managed to do that in Logic where it was like two recordings like got meshed or something. I can't even remember how it happened. I remember wow. really yeah, no, boggling my mind. I do remember that. It was really How's strange. That I don't know. It's one of those uh, uh, moments in life I'll never be able to explain. Yeah. It's wow. so weird. It's almost like I'm, I'm wondering if it was as weird as I remember it. But it was. But we tried, you know, we had like just trying to figure it out. We're sitting here with our drum mics, you know, <laughs> like fucking sounded great for drummers and um you know stuff would get raised but as you're trying to figure it out i remember uh we we really did kind of start off with one of our priorities as to be the guest was the important thing right you know because we wanted to kind of like you know we wanted to leech off of other people's followings obviously why does anybody do a podcast you know <laughs> um so we decided we were going to do that and uh you know when you're not used to doing it, a lot of times what we would do as a trick, not a trick, but just kind of like as a to make it easier on us, we would just kind of slowly start motioning towards the microphone, like as we're talking and stuff, you know, and then just kind of be like, oh, you know, try on your headphones. And then we'd just be in the middle of a conversation. And then about like 10 minutes in, they'd be like, oh, wait, are we on? And we'd be like, yeah, because otherwise, if I had to go or Eric had to go like, Live from the studio, here we go. It was like it, you would get nervous and freeze up. Uh, and a lot of times the podcast guests would. Now, granted, um, obviously, if, if we were discussing something that was clearly something that the guests wouldn't want on the record, or even if the person reached out to us post, which has happened in the past, where somebody reached out to us and was like, you know, can we get this taken off? Um, I'm my wife's lawyer wants you guys to delete this episode. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, wow. but that was like a mid-podcast right. thing. Just a story he told that like his ex-wife found out. It was this whole thing. and like, But like, I don't know if this is the case for, uh, I don't know. What, what do you host your podcast on? Um, so I do mine on like Podbean. So I guess host mm. my hosting site. Um, I have a roadcaster. So I, I require off Roadcaster Pro. Um, so yeah, that's what I record my eyes off. And but you have the capability to um, replace a file without losing your listens. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I mean, and this guy that got you, he could he, he does could, as well. He, he could have. He so he is aware. Right. Yeah. That's strange. He's it, aware. He's aware. He's aware. And he just hasn't taken the time to just. It takes two seconds to t delete it out. Yeah. It takes two seconds. And wow. I, and I always will remember that. And then. And when they're like, oh, and people know him in, in, in Baltimore. And, and I'm, I never, I'm like, I never say anything about him. Like, what do you think about him? And I'm like, yeah, all right. Because mm. if you know, like, I would never go back on his show again. Yeah. Saying someone's all right, is, people know what you mean. Like, all right is the, uh, the he sucks of polite people, you know? Well, yeah, because you know. if you're polite, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's, a good, he's a really good, he's, he's really nice, guy. really great guy. It's kind of like when somebody <laughs> says you're pretty good. Like if somebody ever called me pretty good, I take that as an insult. I truly do. Remember one guy I was yeah, playing? I, I get that. I get it's that. It's just like, look, dude. You're not fucking record. This isn't getting broadcast on CNN later. You can lie to me. You can say I'm great. <laughs> Just say I'm great. <laughs> Who does it cost you zero dollars to call me great? You got to go pretty good. That's, weird. That's not even good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like you're in the realm of good. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. that. <clears throat> and that guy knows it. When I see him on the streets, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking pretty good, huh? Right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Thank you. That's, that's the, I'm going to use that now. I like that. Yeah. What, you're going to use pretty good to insult him now? No, just in general. Like, <laughs> what do you think of this guy? Pretty good. pretty good. <laughs> like, oh, like, we're friends again? No, dude. Nah. I'll keep the all right, though. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> so, uh, did you, so I'm imagining for you, you said you've done 11 interviews. How many episodes are you up to now? 180 plus. 180 plus. Right. Weekly episodes? Weekly. Weekly. Uh, take off. In January every year, I took off, uh, taking off. I'm off this month also, mm. um, but I'm not off. You know, I'm like recording in the background, mm-hmm. but I'm off from like just like stockpiling. That's all I do, man. Just because I don't have time. I find that like you can't do it. Like you guys do it probably every every week, right? Mm-hmm. How many episodes do you guys do a week? Like, do you guys just one? So you just guys, one, that's, yeah. that's, that's that's dedication every week. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't get me wrong. We we miss weeks we here slip and there. Up. <laughs> yeah, we slip yeah. up. Okay. Uh, we go through phases where we're like hitting it every week and then sometimes it'll be like 10 days and like, which, which probably it would be a better system to kind of have like kind of a stockpile of episodes so that you can True. keep it like have like one or two in the bank so that you can kind of space it out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, literally right now I'm actually going to put up a sign on in social media like this week saying I am no commissions or whatever it may be until January, 2022, 23. Oh, really? Yeah. Because the way you do it, the way I've learned to do it now, just I was always like hustling just to get guests. Mm -hmm. Because my show is more guests than I never really go solo. So I just had to hustle and get guests and get guests. And what I've been doing is I've started interviewing last week and I just start running through them. Like I'm like, like tomorrow I have three interviews. And then I have one. Then I never interview on weekends, never do it on the weekends. People are on us on weekends. Nobody, nobody wants. No, I don't want to see my studio on the weekends. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people just want to chill. Yeah. Um, I try to do them like Monday nights, mm-hmm. like like for Thursday or Friday night, like tonight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's easy because then you can be like, all right, let's run through it. And then I was lying people up like five, six, seven, eight, nine, and like just run through it. And like my like sometimes I video guys there. Sometimes I'm just like audio, just doing my audio my damn self, you know? Okay, so I think Uh-oh. that I initially misinterpreted what you meant. I, when you said you don't, you've only done 11 interviews, you meant... With you, with... With, with, with well, your, outside of his podcast. Yeah, outside, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, only yeah. if outside of, my, outside of me doing my own show, you're number 11. Okay, okay. Uh, now I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But your show itself is like entirely almost one interviews. Yeah, totally. Got it. And what do you, do you have like a, a central focal point or are you just kind of just finding interesting people? Is it a local based show in terms of like, are you focusing primarily on local issues or what is your general thing? You know, it's funny you say that. I, when I first started this thing, it wasn't for Baltimore at all. It wasn't local. It was more or less my, my college friends. Okay. And we're just talking for about Syracuse. Like, Syracuse. You're the Q's. <laughs> Number one Syracuse yeah. podcast. In- 
Syracuse. Oh, shout out to the Cuse. Let's go orange. What are they? The orange. Orange. The orange. orange. Yeah, the orange. Just, just the, the color. Just the P. Got to be PC. It's just orange. Got to be orange. <laughs> um, we, uh, it's just all the positive stories of what they've gone through. You guys have had friends who went through trial and tribulations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. And then summer 2019, business owners were like, yo, you got a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, can we get on the show? And I'm like, uh, and then more people start asking, and I'm like, uh, and you're like, I don't want anybody in my house, yeah. you know. That's kind of you know, like I don't really know you, but how do I do this? Yeah, and I was like, all right, well, let me just go to your place of business, and interview you there, mm. you know. And then what I would do was I'll rent out like a like a those communion spaces where you can rent an office out for like a day. Or like mm. those office shares. Yeah, like a WeWork. Yeah, yeah. Like I would yeah, do yeah. that, and I would like line up like, all right, if I got six people, I'm gonna line them all up in one day and just, I'm paying this amount of money. I might as well use studio just as it is, you know. Wow. And so I just worked it like that. I was like portable. Like I didn't have no roadcaster pro. Like I said, still got the the mics, Amazon mics, rocking off. I drop them. Oh well, get some more, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how it. That's how it all just started, and then. Baltimore people were like, yo, we, we want you more. And I'm like, all right, let's keep on rocking. And then now where I'm at, I'm starting to expand further out. Mm. I'm doing a lot more DC okay. interviews. Um, some uh, Lancaster PA, the Amish up there. Shout out to Lancaster PA. There you go. Um, oh, you got some Amish people on a podcast? Not yet. Not yet. But oh, not, dude. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. It's technology. They can't use That'd technology. That'd be crazy. They can't use technology. Just like hide oh, a Amazon mic and a <laughs> soft pretzel or something. <laughs> it's a stretch to call it technology. <laughs> what you know? You can't no, no, that. This is an Amazon mic. Don't worry. It's- <laughs> but uh, I got some cool spots up there. Some uh, some cool like furniture stores, like that, like like some really cool like stuff. Like oh wow, so it's really cool that I'm expanding out of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I love Baltimore. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's only so much you can tell. And then how many times will that story be recycled by another podcast? Exactly. And yeah. then you're like, you know what? I'm good. You're already on their show. I'm good. I mean, there's nothing yeah. to talk about. Plus, it's like me from Baltimore. I would love to watch a podcast. I would love to just, I don't know how you would go about podcasting with an Amish person, but <laughs> this is another thing we discussed before is sometimes I think some of that shit's a hoax because I went to the Amish market. They definitely use electricity there. Oh, I know they do. Oh, 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 I know they do. <laughs> they can use electricity to make money. Right. Yeah. They just can't use it at their house. Oh, is that a real thing? I think so, yeah. I was about to say, I was expecting like a fucking 75 hamsters on wheels wow. and shit in the back. Like, they, the make, they make their money. Don't get it wrong. Don't, don't mm-hmm. get it twisted. They make that money. So you can give them like five bucks and be like, do my podcast now. Nah, dude. they won't let me. It's pleasure. That's, just, that's pleasure. I just, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Not, you can not. make them pay you five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I got some fresh eggs from the Amish a couple weeks ago, man. It was good. They were like really like eggs were just laid like two days. I'm like, yeah, this is the best. I would just love to. I mean, it it wouldn't be an untouched subject, but uh, you know, I haven't really Googled it, but I would love to just kind of just glimpse inside the mind of of that just to understand like where what their perspective is on everything and how they see things and what their beef is with electricity. You know, it's like (laughs) that'd be interesting. Did you guys hold up? (laughs) No, you guys. Do you guys remember the show, that TV show, The Amish Mafia? Vaguely, no. it was a show. If you Google it, it was a show of like the Amish Mafia that was like in like talking about how like gangster they were. Was it like a uh, MTV show? It was one of those stations, or like TLC. It was one or something of those like, stations. Yeah. It, was it was like, like Breaking like, Amish. That was yeah, another one. yeah. It was like wild, and I was like, "This is pretty 
badass. Like, I, I watched the show a couple times. Yeah. That was insane just because, like, I don't... A lot of them went back to being Amish after that. Cause it's like the Rumspringer, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're kind of Nailed like... Up. Oh, yeah, that's I, what I know. That's what it was. Breaking Amish. Yeah, Breaking Amish. That, that was a show. But there was a Amish mafia in that show. I'm pretty sure because they were like like gangsters on that. It was like uh, it was really weird. Amish it was gangsters. Weird. It was Maybe weird. they were really inspired by that uh, weird, weird Al song. Remember that one? Amish Paradise. <laughs> it was real. So yeah, it was only like wood fucking carved Tommy guns. Hold up. Here we go. Here we go. It, it, Amish Mafia. Amish Man. Mafia. How many seasons did that go 2012 on? 2012 to 2015. Okay. Jeez. The podcast <laughs> boom, I think, is really... Uh, well, I think, we're, I think we are in the middle of the podcast bubble right now. But, but coming like five years ago, four years ago, when I was like initially trying to find a solution for a camera thing where it was automated because there's nothing worse than having to just sit here and do it manually. It's like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so few options for that. You know, it's like, and the ones that, that are like, this thing was like 2,500 bucks. Like it's not cheap. I believe it. You know? And like, but you know, we have, we have a couple other podcasts that record here. Shouts out to the Trav. Shouts out confessional. Shouts out daddy home. So, uh, you know, they help me break even on stuff. Have you guys ever thought about doing a podcast festival? Um, is that a thing, or are you pitching an idea? I'm not. I'm just throwing it out there, seeing if it catches. <laughs> Do we need to edit this? I'm just seeing. I'm just throwing it out there. Is it, will it will it stick or not? I don't know. I know there was a podcast festival a couple of years ago. It was at like the wind up space. Okay. And I just remember it had like a weird like crab as the mascot, but uh. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What happens there? I don't know Do what ever happened to it. Watch people. Yeah, it was just like podcast after pod. It was like podcast open mic, basically. It was Here's- like 10 minutes and then next podcast, 10 minutes, next podcast. Mm. Mm. I like the concept. And if you, now we're really digging, now that we're talking to a fellow podcaster, mm-hmm. um, we can really kind of dig into the vault of Talk our. Talk about the the game yeah let's do it let's and do it. we had uh discussed the idea of initially i don't know if you remember this this was like episode negative four um <laughs> live show a live show yeah that was kind but of the like original a, concept but like make a show out of it we wanted to do like a live late night talk show yeah with like a band music the band oh, being yeah, my band his band okay of course okay <laughs> okay are you the lead singer Oh uh, yeah, and guitar. No, he's stuff. not good enough to be the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, I'm is, backup is, singer and rhythm guitar man. Singer. Put him, put him, put him, I'm just the booking manager. <laughs> I don't even play anymore. <laughs> but so that was kind of the original concept. But the the one thing that I would say because we've done a couple live podcasts. Um, I think the most successful ones were. PAC. Yes. And then also the comedy festival one was pretty good. Even Which though it was kind of short. Which one was the comedy festival one? We did it at that like, oh, sneaker the shoe store. store? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Were those not well, those were our only two, weren't they? Well But they were also our most succe- our two our most, most successful. successful. <laughs> That's dope though. And theoretically our two least successful. Okay. <laughs> I count the least successful one the Das Beer Hall Awards. Yeah, how, oh, that was kind of okay. <laughs> how was that? I, I saw you guys had that and I was like, damn, I wonder I couldn't make it out that night. Well, consider uh, yourself 
Good lucky. thing you could. <laughs> no, it was uh, we 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 uh, upsell how horrific the night was. It was it. If you were there, it was fun. It was kind of fun. It was fun for the wrong reasons. Gotcha. But to me, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what like it's kind of a right reason it's like yeah. it's like anti-good it was like jenga Ooh. it was like it wasn't bad it's was just like you know how there's like funny un, like there's comedy not comedy but then there's anti-comedy mm-hmm. where it's like dude this is is this supposed to be funny because it's kind of funny but yeah. not for the reasons it should be award ceremony yeah <laughs> it was just it wasn't uh you know obviously the 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 bracket itself was super successful and we were very pleased with that um, but then, you know, we went back to our roots and we were like, well, this is just a way to get this live thing going. You know, we booked the band, you mm. know, basically I've been doing this podcast for six years as a means to book my band places. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a good hustle. Nothing wrong with that. Very Nothing circuitous that. route. Nothing just playing that. at local bars. I love when it. I already do that. I love it. Um, <laughs> but, uh. So, you know, once we had the winner, we, they initially had proposed the idea kind of like indirectly because the bars that made it to the finals were really, really trying. And like, you know, what was different this year than last year when we did it? Because last year, we, this was the second year in a row we did it. And the first winner was uh, Backyard in Towson, which is the green, old green turtle in Towson. And at that point, we didn't really have like a game plan on how we we're going to do it. Like the first round, I literally drew the bracket on like printer paper and like <laughs> took a up close shot of it. And then like, so it was like, I'm assuming that like people saw it and were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then so like about halfway through, I made it more official and got like the Photoshop involved. And, and like we were tagging bars from the jump, but we didn't let them know what the hell was going on, you oh. know? So they're just like, why is this random podcast tagging us in this fucking bracket that they drew on a piece of paper <laughs> i love it i love it i love it man. i love this i love it and so as it got more official more and more bars uh you know started actively sharing their stories and stuff and that's really the key takeaway of anything is if you want people to sell your stuff make it about them you know it's very difficult to convince somebody to help you out but if you can convince them that helping uh, you out helps them out and they're like oh this is a great idea we love this mm-hmm. and so then like so we took that and then we did the Ocean City one uh, a couple months later and that was way more successful than the first Baltimore one nice. uh, other than the fact that all the Ocean City locals hated us Oh yeah, half of them hated us and half of them didn't really like I'm saying yeah, half if they're was, bar one they liked us yeah <laughs> um, it was like like the bars loved it most people loved it but there were a, definitely a bunch of Ocean City people because for this one we did a, just a sixteen thing bracket. The the bar the Baltimore bracket is sixty four, like March Madness, wow. like a lot. It goes on for like three weeks. Um, but the Ocean City one was like a week and a half, two weeks, just sixteen bars. And so you know, obviously we're getting a bunch of people in the comments section. Who the fuck made this? Obviously some like tourist weekend warrior, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. It's like yeah, duh, because nobody here would fucking do this you know <laughs> that's not it. my fucking fault nobody this. in ocean city did this um and then fishtails won that and when we went into this year with it it was you know dm'd all the bars a week of the, a week ahead of time told them about it had the other two brackets and like had the pictures of the championship thing and so like they everybody in it from the jump i love it you got 64 bars sharing something all day every day for three weeks like people are going to catch on so by the semifinals das beer hall was like they said in their thing, they were like, we're, if we win, we're going to throw a big party. And that's when I saw it. And I was like, no, if you win, 
We're going to throw a right. party. And my band's going to play. Right. My band is going to play. Right. Oh, you've got this all wrong, Das Beer Hall. Right. Smart. Smart. That's, I love that. Yeah. This, so you guys are the OC and did this down there. Yeah. Oh, we tried to do it in Fishtails. Yeah. Well, we went down to Fishtails. Uh, we initially it was wanted... was 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh. It just wasn't the right timing. Right, yeah. We called it Mem Day Madness, Memorial Day Madness, mm-hmm. and uh, the, basically the finals were decided on the Friday leading into Memorial Day weekend. Mm. So as everybody's driving down in the car, drinking and driving, they're also voting in the polls uh, while driving down Coastal Highway, drinking, speeding. Using their phones. Using right. their phones. All of it, you yeah. know? The spirit of Ocean City. I love it. You know? So uh, when Fishtails won, that was kind of the first time we really tried to be like, yo, let's do this. And they were like, oh, we have like a live music ordinance where we can't have live music after 10 p.m. And I was like, but you can blast a DJ until 2 a.m. It makes no sense whatsoever. There's weird laws about it that don't Hmm. make sense. Or maybe they just made that up. But... Hmm. For, in any case, we still drove down there that weekend and gave in the bracket, gave them the bucket, which are still there. So anybody goes down to Fishtails in Ocean City, they won. You, when you walk into the main bar, our bracket is right on the wall, and they still have the bronze bucket, which was the prize for that. Mm. Um, so with Das Beer Hall, you know, we started kind of co-op, in cooperation with them. Like, how are you know, what's the party going to be like? And like, of course, with us, we're thinking like, dude, we got to have like signature podcast cocktails, right, right. Monster Aid. Fucking, yeah. you know, all the stuff we, you know, we'll do like comedy. We'll have like some of our reoccurring guests. Mm-hmm. Like we had Ivan, Dark Mark. And okay. uh, it wasn't until, we, but the, the correspondence wasn't because, you know, with a bar account, there's several different people running the page. Right. And so like you might send a message to one guy, another guy opens up Instagram, reads it, and then, but he's not even the guy who's dealing with it. So then the message is unread. So the guy you're dealing with never even winds up seeing it. And mm-hmm. it's just, I never was able to really get any type of like consistent correspondence leading up to it. And when we showed up, they kind of had us like in a corner, uh, like in the middle of an already packed bar where we brought a solid amount of people. Like when I say solid, like maybe 20 people or something that's like a, that. Like that, it wasn't that's 20, that's 20. That's probably about a hundred dollars. The hundred dollars that you guys brought in. Oh, more than a hundred. I mean, that's, that's what they that's all got. Water. Holy shit. That's being you generous. Seen Jimmy's tab Dude, my tab was 180 alone. <laughs> they didn't give you guys like a hookup? Like they, a, did. Like, okay. they did. Okay. They did. Jeez. My tab was but 180 also, after being hooked up. That was also wow. like, on discount night. Wow. That was like everyone's tab. Kind yeah. of. So, you know, we brought in people that were spending money. Gotcha. And so there was no qualms there. But, uh, you know, there was just uh, the, most of the people that were there, they were originally going to do it in like the downstairs section, right, right. which would have been like our own private room. And part of me is kind of glad, still glad they didn't do that because like I, I think that that could have been weird in its own way just because like there's a big fucking popping party, people chilling and dancing and stuff upstairs. And then it's just us and our 15 friends in the basement like just talking to each other. And it's like, what are we doing? Down so here? like we they, be upstairs. Maybe? They turn the ready, turn the music off, and let you guys. Full blast talk. They, yeah, they, they let did. us connect. That's pretty dope. That's dope. Yeah. Right? I mean, I like that. And but, like, yeah. you know, I think looking back on it, it was fine. Mm. But definitely in the moment, it was like, you're, you know, there's maybe 20% of the bar here that's for the show and 80% that, you know, this is just a Thursday night for them. Yeah. And you can't <laughs> even be mad at them for not paying attention because it's like they didn't ask for this. 
Like, it's one thing if you go to a comedy show and are talking the whole time and being a dick. It's another thing if you just go to a bar on a Thursday happy hour and you're yeah, like... You go to, like, your regular bar. Yeah. Your Thursday night drink. They got mm-hmm. the happy hour you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think then, that... Yeah, we're just up there being like, um, so congrats. Uh, congrats on winning the award, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the uh, takeaway is uh, you only... when a, In a crowd like that, you, you have a limited amount of attention span. Right. And so... That's one of the great things about music is that music is something that does not require full attention. It's something that you can do in the background. People can choose to pay attention. People can tune in and out and not miss anything. Stand-up comedy requires undivided attention. You need to be watching it. You need people to not be screaming in your ear about other shit. So it's like I think for future things, we either make an event big enough that it's a like anybody there is there to see the show – or we just limit it to just music and the presentation because people were paying attention during the presentation. And our opening comedian, Ivan Martin, who I believe you know, yeah. he, uh, you know, of course, when we dropped his creds, the Comedy Central, people paid attention for that. And then right. just kind of, but like, hey, all, all five comedians, you know, shout out Liz Norman, Ivan Martin, Dark Mark, Matt Brown, and Ben Smith, they all had killer sets. They were the greatest sets never heard, though. They, I mean, I was dying. You know, that, they were good. You know, it's interesting because I, I like what you're saying because I've done probably six live shows mm-hmm. and they were just different arrangements. Like I did one for a school, which was cool, their parents. So that was like a different vibe. Mm-hmm. I did one at Black Swan, which was really dope. Um, but again, people were eating dinner. Yeah. So it's an odd thing that you're, but it was a really dope vibe. But it was just like, you know, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I've done a couple at... Um, Union, mm-hmm. which was a dope vibe, you know. But you know, again, it's just different vibes. You know, I've done that at a couple different restaurants where they had closed it off, mm-hmm. and I've done it when I open works, which was really dope. It was on a Saturday morning, which was kind of tough. Yeah, but and but you had twenty people showed up. Yeah, so I've learned most, and I kind of like what you guys are talking about. I'm glad they put you guys on the first level at Dallas Beer House because you need to be there. Mm-hmm. Like the last one I had Union. I wish I would have done it outside mm. because it was a beautiful day. Nobody wanted to be inside. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be on that porch. They have, they know a little thing, they little deck yeah. they got so out. So you're forcing yeah, yeah. people to choose between seeing the show or enjoying the beautiful yeah. day. And it's you, just, what I mean, here's the thing. I love my show, but I'd rather be outside in 70 degree, 80 degree. Yeah. Having a drink. Now, if I'm outside and I hear it in the background, Oh, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. And those type of things that now I'm starting to look at going into fall and winter like how what how can i take advantage of this weather out here yeah how can i do shows outside but you're at the mercy of the weather gods yeah after that like if it's yeah. weather's gone it's, it's not gonna happen then yeah, you move or inside. you can do stuff inside on right. shitty days but like i think the main thing and i think we can all probably see this a little bit as podcasters is that like this medium does not strike me as something that generally is conducive to a live show. Like when when I watch, for instance, like if you watch like the late night talk shows, mm-hmm. those like podcasts, I would probably argue that evolved out of that because you have like the Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. Jay Leno type shit. But but there's a reason why those shows are so structured. And it's here's our guest. You come in, you have a couple quick questions they have a couple prepared lines of bing zing 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 okay mm-hmm. next all right coming up at the break folks we got this fucking random guy with this thing mm-hmm. and it's like 
you're keeping shit moving versus like even with like you know the most popular podcast in the world right now is the Joe Rogan experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that would be just watching Joe Rogan no. talk to an astronaut for three hours no. and while you sit in the audience. Like there's not enough participation. There's not enough audience interaction like with comedy there's a constant back and forth where you say something get a reaction you're keeping people involved music obviously the same thing and a talk show is kind of straying a little bit from it but at least you're keeping it fast paced and you're not just sitting there just like yeah so then I went to Ocean City this weekend and like man that was fun (laughs) and it's like people are just gonna sit in a room and watch you fucking yap about your, your day so it's like there's a part of me that like I like the idea of doing something live as a podcast, but I'm not necessarily convinced that the podcast itself is what should be the live expose, unless it literally is like a 10, 15 minute thing, but it's like kind of like what we did at um, PAC and the other one that we've done so far is a rotating wheel of guests, bring somebody up three minutes, see, hear what they have to say, what they have to do and blah, blah, blah. But even with that, you got 10, 15 minutes before people start losing. And so focus. I've done one like kind of like what you got you're one beer. I did um, a one that was online during the pandemic. This guy had a studio and was like, hey, I just want to do it online on YouTube. And we would literally were like 15, 20 minutes, time to wrap it up, you know. And then next crew came in, next mm-hmm. crew. And I like that. I think longer than anything, longer than half an hour makes no sense live. And this mm-hmm. is via this, but this is live streaming, though. Live streaming YouTube, yes. That was live streaming YouTube, which you can come and go, and it's always going to be there. Yeah, right? and mm-hmm. with that, that makes more sense, too, because what we're producing right now, what you do and what we're doing, what we're doing at this moment is we're producing something that's mainly meant to be consumed by people who are alone. Right. In their car, at work with their headphones, whatever they're doing, but it's 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 a non-social uh, form of entertainment, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to experiment with other things, but uh, you know, I we've personally yet to have uh, something that I would I would consider like, oh yeah, this is the format. You know what I mean? I mean, I look at it like, but the YouTube this. thing is definitely. I, I I I've been approached to do a lot of to do to do a podcast festival in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've gone by, like like I'm talking to people who've been around so you kind of you, you, you gauge trying to figure out what makes sense you know me and um, Ivan Martin we've been like hey like could you do a comedy then do a com-, you know yeah. like there's well, things I did that, your yeah your you did the show at the Motorhouse yeah and, that and was I a, feel like that went pretty well that went really well it was yeah, a nice yeah. sized crowd People and that came was the out. same thing. Like you, you kept people coming in and out and in right. and out and in and out. And that was very, very important. I would like, you know, he because he said, hey, why don't you do something at the county festival? I'm like, it's hard. You know, like you yeah. don't want to slow down the momentum. Mm-hmm. But like, do you have a good enough guest to bring on for people to be like, hey, I'm actually excited about this guest. Yeah. And that's the kicker. Like you, you're going to bring your fans. But I'll tell you, you know who did a podcast festival this year? The Roots. Oh, really? The Roots did a podcast for the, the Roots Picnic Weekend. Cool. And they had their own stage, but they had, like, big names count on. So they could get away with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like... Yeah, at a certain point, you just want to hear uh, someone speak because they're, you know, famous or whatever. You right. like their music or their movies mm-hmm. or whatever. I guess it, it, when you do a live show, it puts things in perspective, like... I think that honestly, probably the best mentality to go about 
even if you're producing a regular podcast, not live, is to understand that there is an audience, ideally. Right. And that if you were a person who's not you or not someone that knows you or has any reason to give a shit about anything you're saying, you know, would this be interesting or compelling or funny or any of those things? And that's kind of something you learn along the way. So in a way, it's like we still are in the back of our minds understanding that like, well, hopefully we're not the only three people in the world that are going to listen to this conversation. So there is some element of like, you know, keeping it interesting. Mm -hmm. But the live show makes it way more urgent because it's right in your face. It's like, no, I can't just like fucking. All right. See you next week into a mic and then just walk away and be like, that was pretty good. No, because there's an active response there. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I had a guy reach out to me who's doing the thing this Saturday. And he's like, you know, you've done live shows. What do you think? How, any advice? I'm like, honestly, like, you are going to be talking to the person they want to hear. Mm-hmm. So pretty much let that person talk. Yeah. Like, just, like take, take the ego pride away and just say, listen, plug your show. <laughs> Yeah. Every time you got a chance, tell them to take your cell phones out or have like little scanners or wherever they're going to be at so you can scan it real quick. Yeah. And just do that because they're not there for you. Yeah. They're I'm there. sitting there telling George Clooney about my vacation last week. Right. Dude, they don't, the want, they they don't want to hear about that. They don't hear about that. So, that, I mean, again, like I love talking to podcasters who know, understand it. You know, mm-hmm. we learn. And I like what you guys said with the bubble. Like, I think that a lot of people. It got crazy in the pandemic. Everybody had a show. Like, at, like people's grandmothers had a damn show. Like, it was like to the point where it was like the consumer like had so many options. Mm-hmm. But then after the pandemic, now people have like disappeared again. Yeah, it was cool. It was like the cool thing to do. You know, I mean, I could tell you, I only probably really watch five YouTube podcasts on a, on a rotation. Yeah, and like only one I really, really watch, really watch is Drink Champs. Oh. And the pivot, because I like a little bit like I mean I watch Joe Rogan like I'll if I'm if it's on but I'll watch like Drink Champs because I'm like damn there's some cool hip hop heads on here like yeah. I kind of want to hear what they're talking well, they about get fucking wasted and they get wasted <laughs> you know spilling secrets right and like <laughs> it's you know here's the crazy part fellas I wish I could have a Drink Champs mm. like that's how I, that's, well, in my mind like if I wish I could do a show like that. Instead of doing what I do now. Step one right here, baby. Crack nah, I'm good. It, I'm know? good tonight, man. I'm good tonight. I'm just going to chill. But like, thank you, though. Drink We're gonna, chump over next here. Next time we will. We'll, we'll do it up. We'll oh, do hell it yeah, up. man. Hell promise. Yeah. Promise you. Uh, we'll, I'll bring in some uh, tequila or some, some one of these people who I, I love with. it, man. I got, you know, pick your poison over there. Whatever you oh, want. I see. I see the old base. But I'm old. glad you brought up the whole COVID thing, too. The transition. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um. COVID really was a, like, in terms of artists, whether whether you were live performers, mm-hmm. to be specific, it was like the, the meteor that killed the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. kind of, but for artistry. Because, like, so many people that were doing shit before it stopped, mm-hmm. and so many people that weren't doing shit before it started. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, this weird phase where, like, you know... I don't know if it was necessarily the availability of how many things there were to be consumed because I would argue that uh, podcasts were already getting too saturated 2019, 2018, stuff like that too. It's just like when I think about like the future of this show to be exact, like, uh, <laughs> okay, oh, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. 
exclusive. Another thunderstorm is going to take out all the equipment. <laughs> I wonder if there would have to be some type of format. I'm going to use the word formatic because I'm three Coronas in and I'm feeling like I'm allowed to invent words. It's all good. It's all good. Check, check, check. Yeah, you're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, we're good. You're good. loud and clear. Hell yeah. Um, I feel like maybe some type of format shift, subtle format shift, might be necessary, uh, possibly. And I don't know what that would be. I'm still trying to envision, like, you know, obviously you can't change up the vibe. You can't change the show. But some way to, like, package it in a way that's more consumer-friendly to mm. someone who doesn't have any investment in devoting their time in the first place, you know, which is why I've found that so many podcasts that have like a very specific niche generally take off more. And that those podcasts might be objectively not as good as your podcast or something like that. But because they can be like, oh, yeah, we're this podcast based in uh, Lancaster and we just talk about different chairs we like. And mm. there's a million people in the you're world right. that are like, dude, I fucking love chairs. You're right. I'm dude. sitting in a chair right now. You're Tell right. me more. <laughs> you know? I love it. You, I, I, you guys are, I, I'm thinking about it more and more, and you're exactly right. You have to pivot. Um, like, I always tell people, you can only talk about certain shit for so long. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, they, all they're doing is talking about that. It's like, all right, how do I reinvent myself each time mm-hmm. again when i started i didn't think i was talking about baltimore mm-hmm. i wasn't even thinking about doing anything about baltimore mm-hmm. and people were like come on you gotta do a show and i was like it's not what i wanted to start off with yeah but then you're like all right more people want to be on okay okay you don't i didn't fight it mm-hmm. yeah, you know what i mean not. like you know how some people are like this is my podcast. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. Can I swear on here? Yeah. Okay. No, you can't. I don't know. But you can swear. You may not. <laughs> but you know, like someone's like, I, I've talked to so many podcasts. This is my fucking show. I'm going to do it because I didn't like what I listened to radio. And this is the way I want to do it. And it's interesting now when I find, like this is in 2020. A lot of them I don't see anymore doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that wave where like we outside again. As they say, we outside. So guess what? be outside we don't want to take time to come back here and talk yeah and now it's like all right you see who the people who enjoy like kind of like you enjoy it yeah or you don't enjoy it i thrive because i i love it i love and talk with people and having these conversations love with you guys and like i'm thinking like shit we could do a cool thing somewhere live I'm yeah jo- i'm joking live <laughs> but you know what i mean but like literally have drinks talk shit and have a fun time mm-hmm. and i think people want that people want to have a good time people want to get out and try different unique things, you know? Like, you got your band. You know, people want to hear music. People want to hear podcasts. I think we have the voices. You have the audiences. Yeah. You just got to figure out how to, like you said, you got to figure out how, what makes sense. Mm-hmm. What makes it Like, in the beginning, I never went on shows because I was like, I don't want to go on my show. Like, I don't want to, you know? But now I'm, like, opening up a little bit more to it because mm-hmm. I'm learning. Like, you kind of said, all right, well, okay, you saw him on, damn, what do you got to talk about now, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on, really. That's one oh, of the no. two, first and foremost, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No worries, Because when I hit you up, you were like, yo, I'm in, like, New York, my band's in Miami and shit. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yo, what's y'all on tour? What the fuck? Yeah, dude. The fuck, you know? But I appreciate you, brothers, for, like, 
taking time out and just having me on. Absolutely, really cool. dude. Uh, yeah. No worries. Are you, uh, you're originally from Baltimore, correct? Yeah, I'm originally from Baltimore. I lived here when I was young, moved away um, in grade school. Went to school. Grew up in Randallstown. Okay. Went to a, a Catholic school in Pikesville. And then um, we left, moved to Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, Ohio, we moved to Dallas, Texas. And I, I was not in the military. Okay. But um, my dad was in the military, and we weren't running from the feds. Mm. All right. So all we got to right. clear all those okay. things up. All right. But um, it just job opportunities. My dad was like, you know, let's buy where's more money. Let's go. I mean, yeah. he was kind of like doing what millennials do now. Mm-hmm. Not from job to job. <laughs> but, you know, so he and it was fortunate enough to learn so many different the South, living in Dallas, living in New York, you know, you hear it like you learn the difference of all everybody. So you're born in Baltimore, you move around, right. you're back in Baltimore for middle school. No, um, no, I never came no. back. Oh, you never came back. I'm so you not. went to Catholic school in Pikesville. Yep. And then I went to public, then I went to school in Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. Got Dallas, you, Texas. Got you, got you. And got then you. I went to move, move upstate New York, Syracuse. Boom. And then I'm going to college there. I was about to say, you have a very uh, neutral accent. Everybody says that. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a lot of people like, say two, I'm like, too like i'm i'm sorry like you just got radio voice natural radio voice yeah you do i'm i'm just chilling i'm honestly (laughs) man this is a vibe because you know what i'm relaxed because i don't have to ask questions yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just sitting letting you guys talk you know and just and and it's like a vibe this is a natural conversation yeah and i'm like looking at the studio like damn keep on looking at cameras like i need this shit (laughs) uh paul you better you glad you didn't come tonight because bro i'm doing some homework right now (laughs) i had to get rid of my camera guy (laughs) But, so, uh, oh wait! So I was—I thought of this earlier. I forgot to ask. This is going to be a stupid question, probably. No. But why? Why no picks after dark? Not a stupid question. So no picks after dark. Uh, there was a party that we used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my. It was after college. So my senior college. Remember, iPhones aren't out yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm, let me tell you my age. So no I'm, Facebook I'm, yet. No, I'm way before that. So mm-hmm. I went. I graduated from college. I went to college 99 to 03, Carmelo's senior year at Syracuse University, so 03. Oh, shit. There was no iPhone. Mm-hmm. There was nothing yet. So you got to think about it. There was no pictures, nothing like that. You really didn't. Man, there's some shit I did. I'm glad I didn't know damn <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's some wild-ass shit. So, I mean, we had, like, the camera where you, like, you know, you take it and then take it to, like, Dwayne Reed or CVS afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But what happened was we had this party that was so out of control my senior year. We had two hot tubs, half naked people. Let's go. People's like I found there was a girl's panties in my room that wasn't my girlfriend's panties. It was a lot of oh, wild no. shit like mm-hmm. that. Like people were like, "Oh, I can't go in that room." Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, geez. imagine having cameras during that time. Yeah, like that's weird, you know. So we were like, "Look, no pics. We can't have no pictures after dark. Let's just chill." So then, what happened the next gotcha. year, the following year, we went to we all graduated, lived in Manhattan. I lived in Hoboken because I was poor. I couldn't afford that. So. We went out, partied. Next thing I know, my band's making out with some chick. But you know how we get to, you get to snap the cameras, but you don't yeah, know. Yeah, the flash. Yeah, people just taking <laughs> photos, but you don't know. You don't know that shit. You don't know if that's for here or there. Yeah. Again, there's no really iPhone phone. Like, you really yeah, don't. No one's ever going to see it. Mm-hmm. Great. So we next morning, we all wake up, and the one girl's like, let's go to get one hour at Dwayne Reed. So she goes to Dwayne Reed, gets a one-hour photo joint. And we're all come back. We're all, like, just banged up. And they're passing photos around. And my boy is making out with this chick on one of the photos. Luckily, his lady wasn't there. Mm. But we're like, definitely no pics after <laughs> dark. So when people will say, like, I really don't take pictures after dark. But if I do, it's a group setting. 
Yeah. You'll never see me like one on one, like yeah, in a no weird selfies in the mirror. No, nah, no selfies. <laughs> you don't know, no, like, and like, I don't know if you guys have this issue too, or you guys even do it. I don't even take, I don't even post shit on social media until like a day later. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I've had a cycle stalker incident where Jeez. I posted a picture and I was at a restaurant and literally like this chick showed up like a half an hour later. I was like, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm like, yo, you live in Cockeysville. How are you in Canton? Like, how are you in Canton? And mom was in a half shell. Like, that's, so that's why, like, you just, I don't, this is way back. And I'm like, I never take, I never post anything that moment. Like, it won't, I don't even care. It'll be cool. We can show it right now. No, no. It's it's not a vibe anymore. It'll be just as cool tomorrow. It'll be, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be the same damn likes. You know, it's funny. I listen to Kanye. He, was like, I don't know if you guys seen it. He was like, your girl is addicted to Facebook. Facebook got your girl. And it's a quote. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I look at how many people are addicted to social media and shit. Like, I, I yeah. just went on a tangent. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, you're absolutely good. right. But like, I just, I no. hate it. Like this guy posted a day. I'm just like, damn, I wish I had a stalker. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird. Really, it was, like, no, you don't. No, I you don't wish I had one, but I know Jimmy has had a stalker before. Ooh. So I just feel left out right no, now. You don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is weird. Like, Sounds great. No, it's weird. It's weird. But shit. it's not. It's a weird shit, as you know. It's like it a weird live thing. Live up to the hype. Yeah. <laughs> no, not when you. So imagine you're hanging out. You take. You having a drink, having oysters and shit, and all of a sudden, hey, and you're like, the fuck? fuck? How the hell did you know I was down? Oh, I took that fucking dumbass Facebook photo. Mm. Yeah. And then for I can be honest, I took I didn't, I was all social media for five years until I did my podcast. Mm. Because I was like, yeah, I don't need to be nobody know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I think as a grown men, there I don't I think that uh if unless you really have like uh like something that you're promoting like a podcast right. or something like that, like that's really the only thing I use social media for anymore. Like I tweet stupid shit, but like people the only people that follow me on Twitter are like people that I know really and then the right. people that I follow unfollowed years back and they don't give a shit. What's your social media choice for you guys? Uh, probably Instagram. Yeah, I, I I would say I primarily browse Instagram. That's just a good like zone out. Just blah, blah, blah. you don't have to read. Um, <laughs> for the most part, unless right, it's like right. a meme page. Twitter's a good kind of uh, just like same type of deal. If I want to get pissed off, I'll go on Twitter. Isn't it a weird place? You think? Uh, is Twitter in a weird yeah, place? Isn't it like a weird like to me? I have Twitter and I'm like, I hate this place. Like I me, mean, like I, I turned it on. Mm-hmm. And I look at like people complaining. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I guess like, how I feel on Twitter. It's an instant dose of like negativity that like we're almost addicted to. That like it, it like as soon as I pop it on, I'm I'm two tweets away from like wanting to get in an argument with somebody. And it's like right. this is just an unnecessary amount of like conflict that that like I know it's been touched on before, but like now that we're talking about social media, it's like I don't think that we were meant to like a. I still think this. I don't think we were meant to know because obviously the main thing people are going to get in arguments about online is pol- politics and right, shit like that. Right. But the reality is, you know, probably the same for you. You know, having been in college pre-social media taking off, like I don't think I don't think that you're supposed to know people's inner thoughts unless they share them with you personally. Like if you're talking to somebody, generally the concept of like, well, what do you think about this thing or that thing, like. For, for kind of just acquaintances or like people that you kind of know in passing, coworkers and stuff like that, like you know them in context of how they fit into your life. 
Mm-hmm. Like, we work together. We have funny inside jokes at this job, you know? Or like, oh, this guy does it. It's like, you're not supposed to know his every thought. Mm. And now you find yourself mad at people, not just people that you kind of know, because that's one thing. But now we're pissed off at people that we don't even know mm-hmm. that you would never hear their fucking opinion otherwise, nor maybe should anybody. And it's like, so we just have this like new level of like stress that um, you grew up without. And I think that, you know, we're not too much younger than you. If you graduated, you graduated college in 03. Okay. So we would have been class of 2014 from college. We graduated high school in 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're decade. Yeah. Oh yeah. Decade, like 11 years younger. So, With my generation, it's weird because we grew up basically like MySpace kind of came out and was peaking when we were in middle school. That was my shit. And then Facebook (laughs) took off when I was like 15. So Uh, like, but the thing is, is that when that was going on, social media was so different because nobody like it really was like you would just say the most ridiculous shit. mm -hmm. A, the just the climate at the time was not as tight. Like, mm-hmm. and nobody really cared if you said something stupid on Facebook because at that time we hadn't we also yet had just smaller undeveloped brains. Well, that's true too. But I, I, that is true too. I mean, like there's definitely things that like, you know, were stupid that maybe, you know, even at that time, but we were like 14 and didn't get it. But, but no, I, like everyone from our graduating class, like you were talking about no college pictures of drinking or anything mm-hmm. like Everyone, when they graduated college, changed their last name to their middle name on Facebook just so that, like, when they went looking for a job, their mm-hmm. companies couldn't see them, like, doing a fucking keg stand yeah. or, like, yeah, 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 shit yeah. like that. But right. we, we came up in a time where, where social media, like, the internet and real life had not yet merged. Yeah. And now we exist in a time where the internet and real life are basically synonymous and almost for kids that are young kids now, the internet is almost more real life because they're existing in a place where it's like, yeah, you might see your friends at school, but also for the past two years, that hasn't even been true. Mm-hmm. So now you just exist like like online is reality. And it's like, you know, I go back through, I was going, every time I get, uh, uh, like come home from the bars and I'm drunk, I like pop on, I'll like rant at some point I'll want, run across like my old, videos on youtube that i made like private videos and stuff that i've since taken down from youtube and like just watch them and i'm thinking like geez like okay like these are kind of like cringe like just songs and shit like that nothing crazy but just like stuff that i would be embarrassed to show somebody now like how corny it was and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but like you know you have these kids who who are like in the same way that like when we were in college posting pictures of drinking and shit, and then we graduate college and we're like, oh shit, now I want to get hired. We got to, you know, bury the evidence. Now, your entire life, you know, is documented online. And it's like, you don't really have a chance to like, grow like you know you have like certain memories in your mind that like Mm -hmm. you'll think about like you like get embarrassed like in the moment at something that happened Mm -hmm. like 20 years ago or something Mm -hmm. stupid like that but now that thing exists like it's still there Mm -hmm. for people to see and like i think that like you know just just the general concept of having you know your life up there for everyone to see is something that really is new and I don't think it's kind of like what is supposed to be happening here. No, like I, I look at it like this, fellas. Like, 
and I don't know if this is weird as happens to you guys. People have my Instagram account. They have my so I have a no pics social Instagram. I have a private Instagram also that just like private like just stuff like I talk about. And then it's always weird when people follow you on the no pics after dark podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. But then they want to follow your real Aaron Facebook account. And I'm like, yo, you've, you you see my no pics. Mm-hmm. You see my Facebook no pics. That's as far as we're going to go. Like, yo, like I, I, it's all good. I, I'm sure you want. What else are you trying to dig for to find more information? Out? I'm glad I, didn't. I was about to follow you straight up. No, and I, you know what? And, and you know what? I, I, I keep people on just, you know, and I had somebody actually. Aaron, I, I, and that's kind of cheesy. I looked at him, I can't believe they said, they're like, I, I wanted to be your Facebook friend. You haven't accepted me. I'm like, you see me on no pics. This is just, this is, it is what it is. So it's kind of weird mm-hmm. that we are, do you guys ever get that? People try to hit you up on your. I think that that is something that maybe, and I, I think it obviously does vary person to person, right. but I think a lot of this could just be, uh, was that a sneeze or a cough? I got enough. Uh, I'm not going to bless you then, bro. Sorry. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> Listening nope. to fucking Sarah with a head went backwards right now. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was I about to say? Something about... Uh, no, it's just, it's like a... Phen- I think people call it like parasocial uh, relationships. So like it's a one-sided relationship. So like mm-hmm. this person in their mind thinks they know you just because they've listened to you so much. And they are like, oh, yeah, he's my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you don't, like, you don't know them. No. You don't I know think, a single thing yeah, about that person. No. I think that people, I guess, that came up before, especially with you coming up a decade before that stuff took off, it's like you are much more able to, you can are able to compartmentalize, this is my show, this is me. You can consume my show, and you can be as invested in my show as you want, but, you know, as far as my personal life, it's like what you were talking about with the kids and stuff. It's like you have very clear barriers right away on where those things line up. Exactly. Whereas, you know, even for me, at least, and I, I would imagine for a lot of our friends, just people of my generation, my age, um, I for a long time kind of just viewed it as this one all encompassing thing. So I would like post stupid memes on like my band account or like the podcast account. And then I it, it took me a while to learn that, like, you kind of have to separate you know, yourself from the business Mm -hmm. in a certain way. Like when it comes to like the band, for instance, it's like, you know, everything that we post in the band thing is going to be band related, music related, and something that appeals to people that are fans of the band, you Mm -hmm. know, that like you don't want to alienate people in that way, which is why I enjoy Twitter so much because that's just me. Like, if you follow me on Twitter, that's your own fucking fault, you know? But, like, as far as, like, you know, with the Instagram, it is kind of also different because if you're a person who's trying to enter the public sphere, like yourself and us and things like that, um, sometimes you kind of do have to give up a little more than you, like, like, for me, I find it weird when people actually, like, like, if somebody says, like, if I post that I'm coming out to a thing and somebody messaged me and is like, yo, we're going to come out to that, like... There's a part of me that's like, really? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I realize I'm like, wait, this is the whole point, right? Like right. you're kind of trying to have people that give a shit about what you do, but because of the mindset that I'm in at least, it's like 
I'm like, why the fuck do you care about what I'm doing? Mm, <laughs> you know, it's I like, like it's like it's like you kind of have to like open yourself up to the concept of like even with like with like I've always thought like wow you know what if you know the band does get bigger and stuff and then more and more people are coming out if we're still doing like bar shows like this people are coming out and it's like now I got to be like friends with everybody I got to be constantly like, talking to this person I got to make sure that this person doesn't feel slighted like if you took time out of your night to come see me like now like I'm not just gonna fucking play on stage and fucking ignore you on my break like I feel obligated to come and like talk to you and that's it's it sounds like a it sounds like a dickish thing to say, but it's not because I don't mind that. Not that I have to deal with it right now, but it's more of just like a concept of like, it's like, oh shit. It's like you, you want something, but then when it starts to happen, you're like, whoa, this is not how I expected it to be mm -hmm. or what I thought it would be. And then you start to understand why you go to uh, see like a touring comedian and they're like, oh, you didn't even come out of the green room and talk. It's like, yeah, because it's like, Dude, like, he's done his... Like, I used to look at it as like, what a fucking dick. Like, no. he didn't even... Like, he only gave people 30 minutes. All these people took time. It's like, as, as a person, you have to delineate between your job, your brand, and yourself. Now, people take that too far where their brand... Like, I, I don't really necessarily have respect for people whose brand isn't more or less a reflection or a... Um, an extension of themselves because then you're inauthentic. Right. You know, I, I never liked, there's a common trope that we've had artists on here in the past. They'll come and be like, yo, when I'm on stage, man, I'm like a totally different person. I'm like, why? Yeah, that's weird. That's not, like, that's not a good thing in my opinion. It's like, I, I, that means you're not being real. That means you're playing a character or that, or maybe that's the real you and then in real life you're playing a character. But either way, one of you is lying. Mm -hmm. Either the stage guy's lying or the the regular guy's lying. Who, who am I talking to? Huh? I was like, who am I talking? Yeah, to? exactly. <clears throat> it doesn't. It, it brings like I want to believe, as most people do, that um the person that you are a fan of, whether it's a musician or a comedian or a podcast or whatever actor, or whatever actor is a little bit different because their whole thing is being someone else, mm -hmm. which is why, you know, whatever. But like you kind of want to believe that that they are that person in real life. And that's why they say never meet your heroes, because a lot of times you meet that person. You're like, oh, this isn't you're not that guy. You, you know, I've, I've, I've had that happen to me. I've had that not a hero, but where I've interviewed somebody and I was like, oh, this is going to be so dope. And then when I interviewed him, I was like. Damn, like. Like, it was disappointing. Like, it was, like, great content, but it was kind of like, oh. Mm -hmm. It was like an oh moment. Like, and that when that happened to me, I was kind of like, you know what? So it was funny. Like, people are like, do you get pumped up for, I did an interview on Monday, and the person was like, do you get excited? Are you pumped? And I'm like, I'm Stephen Kill. Yeah. I go, I go into it. I'll have fun. I'll enjoy myself. It was great. Cool. I'll reflect a couple of days later. I'm like, damn, that was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like, oh my god, like you don't. I don't have those moments anymore. You know, like yeah. it's just it's kind of like, hey, it's cool. Let's just talk. Like, let's talk. I'm gonna look at you as as you. You know. And that's part of that's. Uh, I I don't want to say maturity because I think that uh, there's people that are plenty mature, but it's more of a familiarity, familiarity, whatever. With um kind of after you meet a certain amount of quote-unquote successful people you realize that they really are just like anyone else with their own flaws and like you'll meet a stand-up comedian who's like not that funny to talk to and you're like mm -hmm. how are you not how are you not like funny 
I don't it, get it. You know, it's like it's weird. It's weird. Like I like I, I don't know, man. Like I, I look around and people are like, oh my god, this is the best. Oh my god, like I call some podcast like, oh my god, I'm fan girl and you're fanboying talking. So I'm like, what what like what are we doing right now? Like yeah, like I don't understand that, right? You know, like and kind of like what you guys said, but like when I did a live my it was my my second live show was third sorry, third live show was at Union. And the way I did it was the people who really, really rocked with me, I invited them. So and they invited their friends. So it was like over mm-hmm. like 80 to 90 people there. Nice. And like you guys said, I'm gonna walk around. I'm I shook everybody's hand. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna get COVID at night, but didn't get it though. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I just shook everybody's hand and said, Thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for taking your time. And people were like, You didn't have to. I'm like, nah, because you came out and you took time out your evening. You brought your kids. You said you had to go. You still showed up. And I always remember things like that. But it's interesting that you say when the other part of it is your brand. And it's like, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I get it. You're like, oh, you want to go? And do, like, I did a two-day festival. After the second day, I was like, I'm tired. Like, yeah. it was great to meet so many people. But I'm like, how do these people do it all the time? Mm-hmm. And now I understand I don't fly. Like, like, give another instance. Like, we had a, the issue with um, Supreme Court, and a lot of my women listeners were like, "You got to post something on about that." And I'm like, "So here's the thing. There's two things with this. What I personally feel, I, and then what does the brand feel? Does the brand just stay out of that, or does the brand get jumped into something where do you want to go? Do you want to answer more questions you don't need to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember. I was talking to a friend and they were like, you have a brand. Remember, you you can't just jump out. You can, but understand your brand is your brand. Yeah. That's all you have. Yeah. And if you, 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 if you pick a side, even though it could be the 110% right side, it could affect your brand. Yeah, of course, because there's always going to be. Now, the flip side of this coin is that, on the other hand, uh you know, in order to have anything that's truly meaningful, you have to kind of be real to a certain level. Right. Like, you can't just, like, that's another pet peeve of mine when you listen to a podcast that's strictly a comedy podcast, and, like, the second they even kind of, like, hint at, like, a serious subject, they kind of, like, shy away from it. Like, well, they'll the PC be, police comes for you. Yeah, well, that, but also it's, like, they're, like, obviously the PC thing, too, more of on a cultural standpoint, but it's, mm-hmm. like, even with them, it's like they don't want to like, like, kind of like wade into those waters just in general because they they might be afraid that like, oh well, maybe half of our fan base isn't going to like our take on this, so let's just not address it. And it's like, well, at that point, you know, the only thing worth listening to is something that's going to kind of like introduce an idea of any point. You, you know, if, if at a certain point you're so cautious about your brand that you're like well, let's just not take a stance on anything ever. And then you think, well, then why would anybody listen to this? Mm-hmm. Like clearly at a certain point, like I think it really comes down to a good um, mix of um, authenticity and openness right. because you kind of have to be in a position where you can go like, okay, like I'm willing to talk about this. I'm willing to hear the opposite, the opposite perspective of that as opposed to just shying away completely. And I think when somebody introduces an idea in that context, in the context of a of an open discussion type of thing, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, at that point, if you don't fuck with what we're saying or anything like that, then it's like, I can't help you. 
Right. You know, because right. it's like I I can't just you know you can't just sit in front of a microphone and do a podcast but never say anything. Right. You know, you might as well just be a fucking weatherman at that point. Right. Right. You know, well, I know I, I agree with you on that. Like, and you know, you you say things, you slide things in episodes where people kind of get what your vibe is, and you you know you can say things about saying it and say it like in a different way. For like, I mean, there's so many examples out there where like that goes on in the world every day. We have bullshit every day that happens in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people I had heart, I had heart pulp, heart like I had a heart attack every day when I was watching like Donald Trump on TV. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I and like people, you should know where I stand when I say that. Yes, like, and that's mm-hmm. where people like I tell people like I say things of those nature where you're like, I know what he's saying. He's saying he's telling you. Yeah. You just got to use your own brain to figure out mm-hmm. what he's meaning. And I, I look at it like, kind of like you said, it's like a lot of things people don't stand up for and they stay in the, they stay in the sidelines. And it's like, all right, you can stay in the sidelines for how long? How long can you ignore what's going on? Like I have people want to talk about squeegee boys in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not too educated on that subject. And I'll be the first one to tell anybody that. Like, well, talk about it. I'm like, well, I need, I need to understand it more mm-hmm. to understand for me to have a, a, a show on that. Yeah. And I need to have somebody. So I recently had a, a guy on who was a former squeegee boy. That, to me, that helped me out understand a little bit more about the process. Yeah, yes. Sure. And that's, to me, that's me showing he is talking a little bit about that subject. Mm-hmm. I may not have a whole show on it, but I'm giving you, if you listen to the episodes, you know I've already talked about yes. it. So when people try to say, you ever talk about it? No, you didn't, you didn't listen to episode 195. It was there. Yeah. You just didn't listen to it. Yeah. And that's that's one of the oldest school. Like, that's what they call the Socratic method. You know, I'm part Greek, so I got to know this got shit. Got you, got Socrates. <laughs> Socrates And he was all about just, you know, basically asking questions to get to the answer. I know that's become a cliche at this point, but it's like, it's about understanding, A, that you don't actually know anything. Right. Um, But but knowing the right questions to ask so that the person who does maybe know more about that subject can, but that's, and again, going back to the Rogan thing, it's like, that's what kind of, in my opinion, made Joe Rogan stand out uh, among so many podcasts is that, you know, the common criticism of him is like, oh, he's not like super smart. He's not like this, that, the other thing. He's just like, you know, just kind of like a meathead type of dude, but it's like, but his job isn't to, uh, lecture people on an opinion like that was kind of the whole thing like during uh, I, I guess it was earlier this year honestly the it. death throes of COVID where COVID was still a big deal before we forgot yeah. about it right you know, in the past it, couple it months just, disappeared also. just all of a sudden out of nowhere <laughs> it was but but if people can remember there was a thing called COVID and it really was a big deal and all the way up until like February March of this year and at the time, there was this whole push to get Rogan off Spotify, and these celebrities were doing all these things, like pulling their music off Spotify. And the criticism was him. was like, he's spreading disinformation. And I remember being like, no, no, no. The, the comparison here is people that, A, probably haven't actually watched the podcast. Right. Which is, most people having an opinion don't actually, you know, have taken the time to actually formulate a real opinion. It's like, this isn't a guy like Alex Jones, which you can think one way or the other about Alex Jones, but at the end of the day, Alex Jones is the type of guy that is talking and yelling into a microphone what his thoughts are. That's not Rogan, though, because what Rogan did is bring on different people that express different views, and then he 
facilitated the conversation and asked the questions necessary. At that point, it's like you're not mad about uh, Joe Rogan spreading disinformation. I guess I mean you could say he's spreading dis, but it's not it's not like his opinion necessarily. Like he has his thoughts, but at the end of the day, if he has you know the whole thing was about like the vaccine di- uh, disinformation or whatever, and like he has one doctor on one week that says one thing, he has another doctor on the next week that says another thing, and it's like in my opinion that's a good podcast. You know, like it's a good podcast when you have different people who are in a certain field that you can then go, okay, what do you have to say about it, expert? Okay, now we have this expert. Like that, isn't that kind of the whole point? Well, you know, I always tell you, and you guys are the comedians. The comedians can tell you this. I remember with the Joe Rogan controversy because he came out and said the N word and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember Ashley Larry. I can't remember his real name though. Uh, Donnell Rollins. Yeah, he came out. Donnell Rollins. He was like. You know, I, I, he's like, I fuck with Joe Rogan. That's my dude. Mm-hmm. Like, dude helped me out. Dude helped me out behind the scenes and did this and this. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Half these people have never listened to Joe Rogan in their lives. So you arguing about something that you don't listen to. Yeah. <clears throat> so at this point, you have no argument to me at all. If you've not listened to more than two or three episodes of him, then don't even argue. You're just hearing what you're, you're mm-hmm. hopping on the media train. Yeah. That's all you're hopping on. And... You know, I look at people and I'm like, do people have their own train of thought and brains anymore? I wonder that. I ask that question to myself a lot. Do you think for yourself or are you just hopping on the gravy train? Because when I hear something, I'm like, all right, let me think about that for a little bit. And let me let me let me eat that. Let me digest that. And then let me if let me does that shit really make sense? Like the hysteria. Do I really know the facts behind it? Do I really know what's going on? Mm -hmm. And then it's like. Oh well, Aaron. He's bad. Okay, was it? Was I there? Yeah. Was I there? Like, like you know, it's. I mean, there's a, there's something out right now that everybody's all hysteria about sports. Uh huh. And I don't talk about it because I wasn't there. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't in the room mm-hmm. when all this was happening. You know what? People have some sick perversions in this world. I wasn't there though. By the way, I'm starting to get little hints of your Baltimore accent as we as we progress. <laughs> Where's where it coming? Where's it coming? The ooh room and room. Thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to I'm little starting room. to catch glimpses of it. I saw as we loosen up a little bit. I saw loosen up a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, <laughs> it comes out. That means that we end the show pretty soon. Though. <laughs> but um, no, I mean even circling back to the original concept right. is that what we the culture that and the environment that we're in right now it is it allows people to be affected by things that don't affect them right like if you think about what the world was like a hundred years ago nobody in maryland gave a fuck about what was going on in mississippi right you know unless it directly unless it was a civil war Mm -hmm. which that happened but like other than and that's probably why it happened because nobody gave a fuck what was going on until it knocked on their front doorstep you know like if you're in maryland you're if you're living in baltimore city the things that directly affect you is what's happening in Baltimore City? What's happening outside my doorstep? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, on a national level and on a global level, things affect you. But you know what I'm saying, though? I it's like you. You, get, you get caught up in all these things where it's like now you, people feel this obligation to have an opinion about something that really they don't need to have an opinion on. Like, if you don't listen to Joe Rogan, you don't need to have an opinion on Joe Rogan. Zero. It's like me having an opinion on some guy who works at Arby's in Arkansas. Why would I have an opinion about that guy? Unless somebody told me I have to have an This guy sucks. And I'm like, I guess he sucks. I mean, 
apparently he sucks. I, I was told he sucks. I never met the guy. Right. But I'm told he sucks. It's like now our mind is just full of all these thoughts and opinions that of only about 10% of which we actually have any level of actual experience, firsthand knowledge of it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's what that's what makes it easier to manipulate people is because you can't lie to somebody about what's going on right in front of their face. Mm. You can't tell somebody well well i okay well we got some people well well, uh, <laughs> well go ahead i'll let you go no 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 i i see what you mean yeah i see what you mean i see you what knew you where mean. i was going i was like well let me say this it's harder <laughs> okay it's harder to tell someone let's say let's use this as an example if you live in a neighborhood right it's pretty and, and it's and and they're seeing that neighborhood every day it would be very difficult for somebody to come in there and tell that person whether or not it's a good neighborhood or a right. bad neighborhood right. or what goes on. Cause they're like, no, I see this every day. Right. Right. But if you live in this neighborhood and somebody tells you that that neighborhood's a bad neighborhood, you might go, yeah, I guess it's a bad neighborhood. I guess so. You can tell, you can get people to agree with you on things easier, the less they know about it. True. And so now you have all these people with all these thoughts that aren't really their thoughts. Mm. You know, and then they also walk around, you know, because they might exist in one bubble, not even understanding like they, they've only ever talked to other people that have those same thoughts. And then it becomes this kind of like division where it's like we don't even, you know, what, what's supposed to happen. This is how I think it's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be friends with the person, right? Mm-hmm. Coworkers, blah, 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 blah. And then one day, a couple weeks in, you work up the curves. Yo, you want to get a couple drinks after work? Meet up, go to the bar, blah, blah, blah. You have a couple beers. You guys have been friends for a while, dude. You're cool. You already know both of each other are cool. Is cool. Then conversation comes up. Maybe you disagree about it. Maybe this guy thinks one thing, the other guy thinks another thing. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? You really think blah, blah, blah. But you're still coming at it from the base point that you both like each other as people. And you both know that each other is a good person. That makes a disagreement a mature and honest and reasonable disagreement because you can you can attack a person's ideas without necessarily thinking that that is a, a mark on their character versus now we have people that aren't we're not we're, we're getting into arguments with people that we don't have that base point with though you know what i mean like we're not coming from it from the base point is like this person's a good person he just doesn't think the same as me we're coming at us from like i don't fucking know that guy but he thinks this and fuck that guy you know what i'm saying you got deep you know yeah, what I'm saying, you though? Got, you got deep on that. Yeah. You got deep on that. That Corona talking. Mm. <laughs> corona light, dude. Just imagine how profound that would have been if I was drinking Corona Extra. Corona Ooh, heavy. Yeah. Corona, corona heavy. Corona heavy. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I That's lo- no lime, too. That's Ooh. no lime, too. Ooh. Ooh. Not even fucking cutting this shit. Ooh. Nah. I mean, what do you, what do you guys see your podcast going like like this year, like next year? What do you like the... Like, do you guys see you guys doing more guests, more like pop ups? I mean, what do you guys see you guys doing? I mean, you have a successful bar thing going on. I mean, you can ride that motherfucker to the wheels fall off. Oh, we will. And now you, as you should, as yeah. you should. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you guys see yourself doing, like, I me mean, with, the, with the pod? I'll let you take that, Eric. I'm um, interested to hear. I think, uh, you know, we try to just keep staying consistent. Maybe, I don't know, like Jimmy was talking earlier, like not necessarily pivot, but somehow just like have a structure. Switch up the game a little bit. Switch up you the know. game a little bit. You Maybe know. Uh, 
I noticed on your podcast, you kind of have like an intro. I feel like maybe we need an intro to the podcast. An intro would be nice. You know, I we tried you backwards have, stairway to happen today. Music, you have music though. You're a music. music. You're, you're, you're a yeah, musician yeah, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, no, the intro, the intro thing we could make happen, but at the same time, I, I there is a par- part of me that I'm like, I've always kind of liked the, uh, and it's not like it's a unique thing, but I've always kind of liked that like every intro is like when that opening song. Sometimes it's not even a song. Sometimes it just mm-hmm. right into the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of liked that vibe of like, you're just popping in. Like, it's like, I kind of wanted it to feel like you just walked into the studio and we were talking like, you know, um, and then with the music, it kind of sets the tone. And oftentimes the whole first conversation is about the song, which kind of makes it easier to transition. And like an intro would be cool, but I I almost feel like uh, I I really, I really kind of dig the whole just the di- the different thing there now granted half of our fucking videos get demonetized but because also granted the because oh, of the music mu- music because they, they flag it right away but right? also plot twist we're not making any fucking money anyway so yeah, yeah. i'm all, i've demonetized myself go for it youtube <laughs> this podcast is self-demonetized i don't need yeah. fucking youtube's help 16 people listen to stairway to heaven for free hey it's all good though it says 60 people who loved it though <laughs> no, it's always interesting just to vibe with different podcasters and get to what your thoughts are, things. And I, I like, I've really taken away a lot of good, cool things from this experience. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking at these damn cameras again, like, yo, I need this because that's the next level of don't need a videographer, you know? And, you know, I guess a shout out to my videographer, he's an amazing person, does amazing work, mm-hmm. but it's like, maybe you can't make it today. How do, how do I figure this out? Yeah. How do I evolve and just, I can be self-sufficient? The fewer people you can depend on, I've always thought is the better. And when I say depend on, I kind of mean it like rely on. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the hardest things about being in a band is that like, you kind of need Everybody. all, it's like having three girlfriends in a way where it's mm. like, you kind of all have to be on the same page at a certain point of like, what is our goal here? Because if one guy in, in the band, let's say, has his sights on something over here, but the other guys are just like, I just kind of like jamming. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, at a certain point, then like, then the person who wants to do more is going to feel held back because they're like, yo, we got this fucking gig coming up. And they're like, I don't know, dude. Like, I was kind of going to go on like uh, the boat that weekend. And it's like, Come on, dude. I thought we were like, what are we trying to do here? So it's like the fewer people you can have involved in your operation, the better. Not saying that you can necessarily do it yourself, because I don't think that's the case either. But it's just about finding people that are on the same page. You know, you don't want to be in a position where your ability to do a podcast is dependent on someone else's availability all the time and everything like that. It has to be like as long as both people are on the same page, like, yo, this is important. And then you make it work. You know what I mean? That's, that's that's real talk. That's real. I mean, again, I've learned a lot just in this whole three or four years. You know, people do things differently. You know, like I have like a, I now do a listserv. I email people and send out. Oh, what was it once a monthly? What do they call them? Uh, like a newsletter. newsletter. Yeah, newsletter. I, I I don't even do it. I have somebody else do it because I'm <laughs> like, because they were like, this is the way to go, and then I'm like, okay, and then. You send out 500 email, 500 things, and only 50 open up. You're like, 
Yeah, but that's the law of numbers, dude. Yeah, and it's, it's just, and you know you're like only fifty. You're like, well, it's fifty strong. Yeah, and then like my homegirl's like, keep on pushing it, keep on pushing. It. I'm like, yeah, I want to, but then I'm paying you every time. I, you know, it's like you lose money because that's how it happened to me in the mm-hmm. beginning. I lost a lot of money because I didn't know how to edit, and I it was like, I learned real quick. I'm not paying you fifty dollars an episode. Yeah, times what four times a month, mm-hmm. two hundred dollars. Do the math, 12 months a year. It's a lot of money. You better learn that real quick. And that's what I'm learning with the podcast, the video game. It's like, all right, let's figure this out. Let me buy some cameras and stuff like that. You don't want to, what I've kind of found is, I I do want to ask you a question to just personal curiosity. Before I do, what I've personally found is that it's this constant balance of game. It's like, Anybody who's ever like driven a boat, like a power, they have this thing called like trimming mm-hmm. where like, you know, obviously if you're on a boat and in a car too, but it's less noticeable in a car. But like if there's too much weight on one side, the thing goes this mm-hmm. way, you know, on a car, you sometimes will be driving down the road and you'll see like the car leaning. But on a boat, it's extremely evident. You know, if you're have you ever been on a canoe, you know that. So like what happens is like you have so many different aspects of whatever it is you're trying to do. So in this case, a podcast. And the the balancing game is you don't ever want one component to be limited by another component. And what I mean by that is like, maybe you have a great podcast, maybe you have a great format, but you have shitty equipment, no video, blah, 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 blah. Or maybe you have a great podcast and great equipment and a great product overall, but you have no means of getting it in front of anybody's eyes, you know, and you're just kind of releasing it out into the void. Which, you know, I think that that's kind of the point we're at right now. Um, but it's like, it's this constant balance of understanding that like, A, you can't be the best at everything. And maybe in that time when you were paying somebody else to do that editing and stuff like that, that was the time you needed to figure out how to do it yourself. Right. But in the meantime, you know, you were able to put out a good product that you would maybe not at that point in your editing experience would have been able to create. You know what I'm saying? Exactly right. So it's like, it's about understanding A, that like, you know, and I, I always come back to the band metaphor, but it's like, just because you're a good band doesn't mean that you know how to book gigs. And, mm. you know, and that's why you have different people doing different shit, you know? And, and there's, there's a lot of people that kind of go on that big thing like, man, I'm not paying for promotion. I'm not doing this. It's like, yeah, but like, that's kind of how it works. Like, Drake doesn't just, like, Drake didn't just release a mixtape. I mean, I know that's kind of how people want to think about it, that they, like, and I know that, like, I don't know, maybe he fucking did, I don't fucking know. <laughs> My point is, is that when Rihanna puts out a fucking song, there is millions and millions and millions of dollars behind putting that in front of your fucking face. There are fucking fake tweets that you see, fake debates. I, honestly, I, I sometimes I see Twitter and I see, like, a tweet and I'm like, I wouldn't know this song existed if this wasn't a Twitter argument. You know, that like now somebody's saying one thing. It's like sometimes I feel like a lot of that shit is like kind of like when you go through Instagram and you see like a screenshot and it's like, you know how like a lot of times they'll have like an ad, but the ad is like a screenshot of a tweet where it's like somebody else retweeting. They're like, OMG, how do I get my girlfriend this? And it's meant to kind of strike your brain as like, oh, this is an authentic person Mm -hmm. that thinks this is cool. That makes me think this is cool. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like all that marketing is done and like. That's part of the budget. Like, there's a budget making the song, and there's a budget getting it in your fucking ears. And there's certain people that, like, if you don't have all those components balanced, it co- first of all, it costs money. Mm-hmm. This, you know, to do something, to have these cameras and stuff like that costs money. Oh, we know. To get shut featured and, like, 
that leading to the question I was going to ask you is I noticed that you uh, you have do you have actual sponsors and endorsements? I saw you drop uh, what business was Maggie's or Maggie's Farm. Maggie's Farm. Yeah. And um, so like. Was that something that you proactively sought out, or did they come to you and were like, hey, we want to be a part of this thing? Shit, man. I mean, I have once upon a time I had like six sponsors. Um, then I you start you start rationalizing things and like figure out like what does this make sense? Am I really making any money off of this? Am I keeping myself afloat on this? Mm. They're doing better than I am. They're getting the base base, you know, bargain basement. So I my train of thought during the sponsorship was if I shop, if I go to Towson Deli, Towson Hot Bakery, and I go. THB. Yeah, THB. I go there every morning before work and grab a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. I better damn well know the manager there. I better know him. And I'm spending, he or she's, I spend money every damn day. I'm getting the coffee. So I'm dropping $11, $12 every single day. I better know the manager. By this point, I better know the manager and say, hey, listen, I got something going on. Check it out. I would love to get to know who you are. Do you know how I, how I am? This is my business plan for my podcast. And that's how I approached that. And they were like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, we can put this right here. Okay. I get it. Okay. All right. What's the, what's the plan? Boom, boom. Show up. And that's how it works. That's how it's worked for me. Everything has been built on relationships. And I, you know, I've had people who sought me out, but it wasn't the right fit. And you're like, Aaron, you turned down money? Yeah, you can turn down money because sometimes things don't, don't make sense. Yeah. And so you just got to understand the hustle. And let me tell you, I'm you guys know it. You hustle. And you hustle hard, Rick Ross. And, uh, <laughs> but you, you do it. You... you you have to go and talk with these people to get these interviews. Like I'm going to DC twice next month to hit interviews, but this is me behind the scenes grinding. Like, all right, let me email you. Let me like, I've I got this one interview coming up. It's in DC next week. They've emailed me like six times in the last two days. I got a nine to five job. Like, like I can't sit here and answer these questions that you want. And think that you're going to get the answer. Like, it just doesn't work that way. And I tell them, like, hey, I got nine to five just like you. Mm -hmm. This is what you do. I don't have a secretary that can sit there. So get to answer your question, you hustle hard, you build relationships. Building relationships is the key. Once you build a relationship in that bridge, people want to work with you. They want to know. And you never know who's watching. And I always tell people, um, this one job that I'm about to do, cross my fingers, and I'll let you guys know when it happens is out of fucking control. And it's like, how the hell did I even get here? And it's just about people, hey, you need to call Aaron up. He's doing some great things for Baltimore. Oh, he's doing this. He's doing more DC stuff. Hey, give him a call. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was telling you guys, right now, well, I'm telling it's exclusive. I don't know when it's dropping, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm fully booked into 2023. Damn. Like I really, 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 I really like I could I could have more people on. And I'm gonna have you guys on my show. I'm gonna bring you guys back on. Love that this year though. But like the thing about it is like I can't overextend myself now anymore. Like there's no way. Because it's like, well, I wanna be on the show, it's like, what are you gonna talk about? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I mean, and it could be a great story that you love and that you are all passionate about, but it's like, it just doesn't fit right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit on what I'm trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. So I think when I do a lot of these stories, think about A, do I like it? B, I have a group of friends who look at the review request. So that's behind the scenes. Three, I look at, all right, well, my, how my sponsors react to this interview? Well, my sponsors be like, this is really dope. I'm happy to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you try to do. So like when you see this the show's coming out this season, this comes out 829, I think. 829? 829. You're going to be like, oh, shit, I understand what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. And like you'll like, I understand what he's hitting. Like, And you're going to be like, damn, he has a DC interview. He has a PA interview. He has this tour- Airbnb interview. He has this person interview. You're like, okay, this motherfucker's easily, he's still in Baltimore. Yeah. But he's like, I, I got to get those markets. And like you said, marketing, when I drop those episodes on Instagram, I'm going to pay that $50. And guess what? I'm going to have it go to DC. I'm going to have it marked right in DC because that's the crowd that this episode is going to be about. And it's going to push, push, push that DC. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit. Because what's happening is, I'm interviewing one person in DC. Oh, you need to interview this other person. Oh, yeah. you need to talk. And that's just how that works. And then you figure out, like, who's the real McCoy? Who really wants to have time for you? Who really wants to really? And then another thing I little, little I'm going to shout off with this is that I would finish up with this. I always ask people before I interview them, let's sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. I make time because I've had dud interviews where I'm like, this shit's garbage. Yeah. And, I'm just, at this, and I'm 20 minutes, I'm like five minutes into the interview. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do like this, this interview. Like, yeah. But mentally, again, as me not being even killed, like, all right, let's just be professional and do it. Mm-hmm. And all these interviews, I, I talk with them now before, and I won't do an interview if I don't talk to them because I'm like, I don't know if you're going to be good. Any other podcasts, I'm fine because podcasters, you know, they can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people. Most of the time. Oh, yo, yo. <laughs> But no, I, I don't want to talk anymore. I'm done talking right now, but I just appreciate you guys. No, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I appreciate oh, you guys. Wrap things up Are there any questions you got to ask me before we roll out? Or? No, fun. I mean, I just want to give yeah, a big we... shout out to God for not <laughs> canceling my fucking shit for the third time over here with the uh, yeah, OBS. way more than 30 minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. Fucking Steve Jobs shined down from heaven. Give me <laughs> a little extra time on OBS. That was really polite of you, God. Thank you. Sorry for selling myself to the devil before this podcast. <laughs> we'll take it up for you later. We take it back. <laughs> I take it back, devil. You heard me? Um, no, dude. Honestly, very happy to have you. Dude. I appreciate you guys. Very I appreciate happy to have you. Check me on uh, NoPicksAfterDark.com. That's my website. You can hit me in Picks IG. with a P-I-X, Yeah, the there you go. There you go. Hit me on IG. Hopefully, I can get these guys live. We do a live show somewhere. And get, I, you and know get what? Their crowds. We'll I, I think it'd be a fun <laughs> ass just drinking, just talking some real shit. Like, my uh, band will play. Who knows? You know, hey, look. Who knows? I, I, <laughs> Who said that? I got, I, got, I got a place. I'm just saying. I got a place. But we'll talk offline. But I appreciate you guys, your time. You guys have a dope show. Keep fucking pumping episodes. Up. You said something that was so important that I loved: consistency. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. Yep. If you're not consistent, nobody's gonna listen. I, I, you know, I wish, I wish that consistent rhymed with listen. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think in that moment you said that I was like, it's got the same st. It's not working. But I, it's a beautiful. It's the truth. It's the truth. And then, then I will just sign off with saying this: is that. So many of the developments that happen as you, as you, all right, Steve, we're wrapping it up, Steve. 
Jesus, literally speak of the devil. (laughs) (laughs) All of those uh, developments, you look back at where you're at in any given moment, and you, you know, and you learn this from talking to people that have really kind of quote unquote made it. Is that a lot of times in the in the beginnings when we would do these interviews or whatever podcasts, and I would always ask the question like, at what moment did you realize that you were really doing something? And the answer is pretty unanimously there wasn't a, any given moment um, that like it was this gradual progression of like and, and I, I you know to use COVID as a metaphor in just the way that things suddenly like all of a sudden the phrase the new normal kept getting kicked around all the time and I think that we as a society really experienced just how easy it is to get used to something and that's a blessing and a curse because in a lot of ways you can be doing something on a day in day out basis consistently and because it's the same way that like you know I can look at a picture of myself from 15 years ago and be like that's not me, but I don't remember ever waking up any given morning and being like, yo, I look mad different today. It's just a gradual thing, you know? So it's less, it's about understanding that as long as you're consistent moving in the right direction, that, uh, you know, a lot of times you lose sight that you're actually really doing something because you're used to it, you know? But then I ask myself, like, wow, like, you know, this happens right now, meeting a guy like you, and it's like, because you just get so in the zone, you're just like, yeah, but then in reality, like, if you zoom out, this is cool. I'm glad you came through. It's cool that we linked up and, you know, everything. I love it's it. It's great. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, any plugs? Anything else you want to plug? Hey, man. Just, the show? just, hey, the new season comes out. I don't know when this episode is dropping, but the new season comes out 829. Um, I got some cool stuff. I got some amazing guests coming on that will... Fuck your head up a little bit. I got some controversial shit that I think people need now to be like. Baby. People need to be like, oh, okay, okay. I, I need you to. I, I want you to think. I want you to think. I want you. And I haven't. I don't have a name for this for this album or this or this season. I don't have a name for it. I I, I was just gonna say that I love I love that you talk about it in the format of a seasons, but now even more so as you slipped Albums. up and said album. That's so fucking dope. Yeah, I look, so at it, dope. I look at it like that. I I, I don't know what it's a collective uh, work of art. It's gonna be beautiful, you know. Um, guys, this episode has been brought to you by Corona Light and Gatorade Zero, and a new drink I'm pitching, Corona Raid. Let's see how it tastes. <laughs> this is for the TikTok. <sighs> mm. Corona Raid. <laughs> It's not that bad. Uh, guys, at Jimmy Selesky on everything, um, I will be at the horse you came in on. That means a lot for anybody who knows. I will be at the horse you came in on with the band uh, Friday, Ooh. August 12th with the, the band. Upset. You heard me. The with underdogs. The band. <laughs> <laughs> From 10 to close, that's Friday, August 12th. I will be at the Lost Ark Distillery in Columbia with the infamous America's Most Wanted, Joe Niehaus, from 6 to 9. And, of course, Nacho Mamison Towson from 1 to 4 on Sunday, August 14th. And don't forget, every Tuesday at Perennial, we know this. I don't even have to say it. I don't even know why I did uh, at sophomore MD, we got a new single coming out this month. It's called uh, I, it's called In Motion. It's good. 
I'll leave it at that. It is good, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, Eric, what you got coming up before our uh, computer explodes? At yeah. <laughs> Eric Glazer on everything. Uh, you can also listen to me on Jimmy's new track, In Motion. Oh, shit. I forgot about on the that. background yes. vocals. <laughs> um, and then also, yeah, keep an eye peeled for the Baltimore Comedy Festival happening Labor Day weekend. Huge. Uh, you know I'm going to be on one of those shows, but I'm not going to tell you which one yet. You got to yeah. come to all of them to figure it out. Yeah, it's a little too early to be dropping specifics like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, Baltimore Comedy forgot about that. That's a huge plug. I forgot about that. It's that time of year, baby. It's Baltimore. That time of the year. This is the third annual, fourth Tis annual the season. It's like the sixth. Oh shit! It's correct. It's kind of crazy. Well, what's important is it's the infinity year in a row that I haven't been on the shirt. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, guys, at LFTS Podcast on everything. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Be one of our first subscribers. Just kidding. We have we have a few. Um, and uh, yeah, at No Picks After Dark. Follow at No Picks After Dark. And that's it. Don't follow anyone else. All right. Learn your boundaries. Until next week, folks. Peace. Peace.